Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. L.A. City Council did vote unanimously in favor, John, of Karen Bass's uh-huh. uh, state of emergency declaration. Okay, so it's, it's officially now a state of emergency. Everyone voted yes, and guess what happened? What happened? The room exploded with anger as protesters realized that Kevin DeLeon voted on the proposal from outside the room. <laughs> Is that right? That's what it says. <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs> He eventually left the chamber floor, but he stayed in a back corner room. (laughs) Because the voting, the chamber's voting software is set to automatically register each of the 15 lawmakers as a yes, unless members deliberately press a button to say no, council members can easily register yes votes while outside the room. Oh, wow. Oh, so the protesters were outfoxed. Yep. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) De Leon wins again. Everybody's on the same side. We have a state of emergency over homelessness. Here we go. This was unanimous. Everybody voted yes. Yes, unanimously in favor Uh, of the declaration. You know, see, if Mike Bonin was there, he would have been the no vote. He might have been, although. How come Garcetti, if he got, if if, if Karen Bass got 15 yes votes immediately, why didn't Garcetti do this? For nine years. I, maybe he'd have an explanation along the lines of it's not going to make a difference. That's kind of what. Yeah, maybe it's not going to make a difference. That's what's going to be funny. 
It all might these, just be for show. We'll have to see. All these state of emergency graphics on television. Now we'll see. What does that mean? Even well, the Wall Street Journal did a story on it today saying maybe it'll speed up approvals and cut red tape. Well, fine, but I... Did you see that story in the LA Times today about the, the, the uh, Cecily Hotel? The, guy, uh, the guy's offering 600 rooms? Oh, we'll get into it later. It's it's okay. it's really good. It's it. Well, well let's get to Steve right. Gregory now. Well, did, yes. did you actually read Karen Bass's plan? <laughs> uh, did I read the plan? Was there a plan? Or just a state of emergency? Uh, I I remember scanning her plan when she was running for office, and it was oh, well. I was seeing like the same boilerplate stuff. I well, I was told this morning I was sitting in on the uh, uh, L.A. Police Commission weekly meeting. Yes, and uh, Chief Moore was telling the commission. That he was summoned, all the department heads were summoned, yeah, and they were given, you know, then Bass laid out the plan and the state of emergency and what the plan's going to be and what all the department's responsibilities are going to be. But he never did elaborate. Oh. So, but apparently there's, there's a, a plan. There's a plan. But I, I, I don't, I thought maybe you'd know. No, I don't know. I wasn't summoned to the meeting. I mean, you see, the plan is get more housing. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the plan is... Uh, you, you Build more, find more. I mean, that's supposedly what yeah, she's telling them all. Every plan that's ever been laid out has not been able to answer the simple question. How do you keep them in the houses? <laughs> yes. How do you keep them in the housing that's yeah. being provided to them for free? Yes, uh, the problem is getting them into the housing. There is some housing out there, and that's what that. There's a lot of housing is. out there. Yeah, but you, you people don't want to uh, want don't want to use it. They, they don't, don't want, want restrictions. Stay. No, and so it's it's about force. It's the thing that nobody wants to talk out loud. Outside of our show, we talk about force. Right, forcing people into uh, force mental health treatment, forcing them into drug treatment, forcing. I them prefer into the softer word conservatorship. But that's well, that's force. Yeah, and then even with the new, what is it, the new care court? Yes. Now that's, that's Newsom's thing. That's supposed to be a, a, a conduit into getting these people into homes and their mental health or mental illness checked. But um, that's the thing that no one's been able to answer. To your point, is okay, great. Here, here's seventy five thousand rooms, but we can't get anyone to go into them. They, yeah, well, they did. They're not. They haven't tried to do that. They haven't tried to force anybody, which is why they don't talk about it. Echo Park. Echo Park, they tried. Yes, and then when, and I spoke to those a lot of those people, and they said, "A, we're told we can't drink. B, I can't bring my pet. Mm-hmm. C, I can't bring my stuff, and I have to be in from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. every day." Yes, I'm better on the streets. That's right. I believe all that, yeah. and that's what nobody wants to not wants to address. That's why you just have to make all this street living illegal, and just keep going after them and going after them until they get tired of being in Los Angeles and they move somewhere else, like out in the desert, Slab City. Slab City. Yeah. John Cobalt's Slab City. Yeah. yeah. You know that cement uh, <laughs> that cement city out in the desert by the Salton Sea? That's right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where they belong. That's where a lot of them are already. There's hmm. a whole, whole home. My, 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 one of my he was going to drive a bus there, Steve. That was his plan, a bus You were going to drive a bus? I he said offered, he would. He would. I offered yes. to drive a bus. A home. bus. Well, all right, I'll do. I'll, I'll drive the other bus. I'll drive, I'll drive 100. I'll make 100 trips out there. I we'll get our listeners. You. They'll how all about, come. How about high-speed rail? From here to... <laughs> yeah, how about high-speed rail? <laughs> you know what? I flew to San Francisco on, on, what was it, Sunday. And there was a three-hour plane delay. Three-hour plane delay. And by the time I got to my destination, I could have driven there, right? right? sure. And I'm thinking, if there was only high-speed rail that would get me there in two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh, but they never built it, did they? Well, they built some of it. 
not actual track. It was some concrete stuff. Yeah, I know. Pillars. Pillars, yeah. They're (laughs) concrete. Stonehenge pillars. Yeah, they're using them for skateboard parks now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, well, Steve is actually here to talk about coyotes and mountain lions. That's right. So uh, I was on a a very uh, uh, last-minute thrown-together press uh, briefing, virtual press briefing with the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, um, in which they did outline what's been going on with P-22, the lion that's been in the news lately. Um, but first, you know, we're talking about coyotes, and I'll play you this one, and uh, um, this will be Ed B., Eric. But the, um, the issue now with coyotes coming closer down in the urban interface, uh, it seems as though, and that, at least that was my question to the state vets and the National Park Service, uh, why are these coyotes seem to be more aggressive? Why are they, you know, they're grabbing children out of driveways and I mean, is this an unusual behavior? And this is their response. We have sort of cyclic, I think, um, periods of time where, for some reason, animals will maybe uh, encounter people and act more aggressively with people at times. The drought certainly has affected that. Um, But in general, I would say that uh, we have not seen major changes in animal behavior recently. This is just typical of what animals do. And also the fact that we are living in closer proximity to animals and people are getting outdoors more and interacting in their space. And so I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing more uh, activity like that than we have in the past. So uh, this, this, <laughs> the coyotes attacking the chihuahuas, grabbing the child, mm-hmm. it's all normal. I see on the next door app, it seems like coyote and mountain lion sightings have replaced uh, criminal activity. Uh, among the neighbors' interests, there's more video that they're posting. Yeah, but the of that key, stuff. But, and no, go ahead. No, no, no. You go. Ahead. No, I was going to say the key to that though is whether or not the mountain lions and coyotes will be prosecuted. <laughs> Nobody gets prosecuted. No species gets prosecuted Sorry, in California. I couldn't resist. And with my own eyes, and plus the news stories, because there was a mountain lion loose, you know, on San Vicente Boulevard. Right. Went right to the my grocery store. It was in the parking lot of the grocery store I go. Almost ate John's cookies. Yeah, that's right. And I, so I'm, I've seen them in the neighborhood. I've seen more coyotes in the neighborhood. I see them driving around, especially early in the morning. Uh, it, that's when they're running on people's lawns and jumping over fences. So it looks like it. The neighbors think so. And then you have so all these So this is not an uptick, Steve. This is just normal life. Well, here's the thing. So they said also that it was more of an extension from the pandemic. Because remember... No one was going out. There wasn't a lot of human activity outdoors. Right. Yeah. So the coyotes were coming down in there because there was there was there were fewer people out and about. Oh, to disturb them, and they got used to being down. They got used to being closer oh, to the urban probably interface. reproduced. Yeah. And they're coming down here, and then as as you heard, uh, that was Ed Pert, uh, regional manager for the uh, Forest Service, or excuse me, Fish and Wildlife. And you know the drought is a big part of it because the drought means there's no foliage, means there's no other smaller wildlife to eat, mm. so that's forcing them to come down in the urban right. to look for chihuahuas, yeah, yeah. look for chihuahuas and children, um, <laughs> small children. Right? Yeah, but um, if you want, I've got the I've right, got audio you, from P22. Yeah, it's interesting stuff on P22. P22 is the mountain lion, the celebrity mountain lion in the Griffith Park area. Steve Gregory's with us. John and Ken KFI AM640 live everywhere the iHeartRadio app. Even the mountain lions are celebrities around here. We've got Steve Gregory here he is on uh, the mountain lion and coyote beat today <laughs> oh it's a john and ken wildlife desk yes uh, the department of state department of wildlife 
uh, had a uh, press conference today, and uh, among the things they were explaining was uh, P-22. Right. So was, uh, the, the lion, which at large, eating yeah. chihuahuas. Puma. And I'll tell you something. I did not, because, I mean, it's one of those stories that's kind of vaguely hanging over you. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. There were 47 media outlets on this call from all over the world. All over the world. Wow. You know, the world. The, well, because all the photos are, are the videos lately of mountain lions running amok in the streets, coyote eating uh, that, or going after that child. Right. Mountain lion eating a chihuahua. TMZ was on yeah. the call. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, what? what? Reuters, you TMZ. Said, you said it's celebrity like the mountain shark lion. attacks in the ocean. People That's love right. this stuff. Celebrity mountain lion. I just got that. Uh, okay. So this was interesting because Ed Pert, the guy you heard from in the last segment, um, you know, he was asked the question, well, why did you have to grab P-22? Why did you have to get him? So here in Ed A, this is Ed Pert explaining why they finally had to snag him. The reason is that P-22's behavior has really changed recently compared to his historic behavior. Um, for example, he's been over the past month or a little bit more um, found not only chasing dogs, but chasing and attacking dogs on leash with people nearby. Um, that's something that's never been seen in the 10 years that he's been tracked by uh, the National Park Service. He's also been spending more time in urban areas and going deeper into those urban areas, such as Los Feliz and Silver Lake, which he didn't do historically. Then, uh, so they got him, they uh, subdued him. They're going to question him? <laughs> Will he be interrogated? Is he on bail? I mean, no. they have a no bail policy. He's but... actually in pretty bad shape. And well, what's wrong? Will he go to a so, diversion program? Wait, yeah. Did he get beat up by the uh, uh, Here's uh, Deanna Clifford. She is a state of California veterinarian, and she explains uh, his condition. Deanna A. The initial examination was performed yesterday, and it showed that P-22 is significantly underweight. Hmm. Um, he's got a thin fur coat, and he has a right eye injury that's most consistent with recent vehicular trauma. Oh. He was given fluids with vitamins to correct dehydration, anti-inflammatory and antibiotic medications for the eye trauma and anti-parasite medications. He has mange. Oh. Mange, and oh. what is mange? Mange is like a skin, uh, like a- Infection? Yeah, fur skin falls of, off. Yeah, fur stuff, falls yeah. off and you get mites. Mites oh. get burrowed down into your so skin. Is, is that the, I don't uh, think the urban interface is working for him. So that, no. that, that's the he must be hanging around at a homeless encampment. He caught all kinds of stuff. They, they, so that, that that's the parasitical uh, medicine is to fight the mange, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, right. I see. And yeah, because it's uh, and, and then here's the sad part. They said they're going to watch him for a few days and and just keep. They're waiting for some more tests to come back. If he does not improve, they will euthanize him. Oh no, because there's not much left they can do. Well, I mean, so he has to heal that fast in a he's few gonna days. He's going to have to, but he's not going to be able to to survive in the wild. And they, oh. and, and if he if he doesn't get any better, gain any weight, get any muscle tone back, and, and if the mange doesn't, you know, if, if the infections are too deep, and they just said if he's in the eye, you know, because they also had to give some medication because they were afraid they were afraid the eye was infected. So but he got hit by a car. They think looks like it. Yeah, it was consistent with what did you say vehicular trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's in pretty bad shape, and that's why he's, they said his behavior was so unusual. Can't usually, they take him to a place you know where, like, would be less urban? Yeah, like Mountain Lion Hospice. Well, I don't no, just no, somewhere out, out there. Out, in the, out, why don't they feed him a few extra chihuahuas? Like the Angeles National Forest, way out there. See if he builds his strength. Yeah, but back. he wouldn't be able to defend himself.
Oh. And besides... Defend himself against what? He's older. He's much older. They said he's an older Other cat. Other mountain lions. Other mountain lions. Yeah. Bears. Other guys will, will attack him. Yeah. So... No. Yeah, they just no. said that their protocol is to watch and observe. And then they said they're also watching a P-19, which is a younger female mountain lion. Mm. So that uh, they're, they're trying to see... Because they were comparing behaviors between all the mountain lions. And this mountain lion is very well tracked and traced... They said they were able to get rain footage, surveillance camera footage, the electronic collar that they he's been wearing, and they were able to, to put together a pretty good profile how, and behavior. How old is he? Is he near the end of his life cycle? Yeah. They oh. said, um, well, they've been watching for 10 years, and the I think he's been around for 20, close to 20 years. And that's old for a mountain that's line? That's very old for a mountain line. Uh, right. Oh well, you know. Then you got to understand, right, Deborah Mark? Maybe it's time to. I'm go. okay if they if they do it in, in a nice. If they euthanize way, if they him. They euthanize him. Yes. I mean, look, we put our dogs down when the dogs are sick. That's that's a humane way to go, and, and yeah. I understand that he's old, he's sick, and if he can't defend himself, then absolutely that's okay. Yes, I was going to say, is there another urban area they could take him to? Because he's in the Griffith Park area, right? P twenty two. Yeah. Right. But if he's suffering, then I, I'm okay. He's old, so I'm okay with him putting him out of his misery. We're talking about vegans. Okay, I don't know. Are people? You talking, talking about people, people now? Oh, or mountain lions. I think. Well, no. You know uh, what? You I'm not allowed people, to get into oh, that. People, so forget people it. Should be you know put what? down too. Look I, at that. Why aren't you allowed to get into person. that? I oh, need now to you're a news person. I can talk about animals, but I can't. I can't go into all that. I can't put my opinion out there. Don't grow old around her. Oh God, no. She'll pull the needle out and put you down right in the hallway, like Governor Lamb. It's old people's job to get out of the way. I'll just talk about myself. I'll just talk about myself. Okay. You can put me down if I'm too old and sick. <laughs> well, don't tempt him. Yeah. Steve, yeah, do they have any advice for people about these coyotes and mountain lions besides, you know, they take your food in? or Yeah, just be real careful. Trash is a big part of it. Uh, small animals, obviously. If you got small animals out in your backyard running around, you got to worry about the mountain lions and the coyotes, um, the bears. Uh, you know, they just said you have to be really vigilant. Keep your keep dog in front of you when you walk. Yeah. Because it was, we saw with one of the chihuahuas, the dog was walking behind uh, the oh, adult. The just picked it off. Right, well, right, from, right behind her. And you heard uh, Ed Pert talk about the fact that uh, even those on leashes, you know, are suspect. I mean, the, the mountain lion was running up on people on with leashes with people around. They said that was the most unusual behavior because mountain lions don't run up so on people. Does that mean he's going a little crazy? Or he's no, lost. it was just like uh, have you ever like a distemper? Have you ever seen a dog with distemper? And they, right. they're I've kind, seen they kind people of, with distemper. Well, right? yeah, that's half the. I've news had distemper, right? but uh, yeah, we all have. I think <laughs> after after man- managers' meetings, uh, we've all had distemper. Yes, but the uh, don't. But when you've got distemper with dogs and they in there and talk about them going crazy and stuff, they're just they're um, just not, agitated. Agitated, yeah. exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Agitated. Huh. And that's what they said. They knew that his behavior was so unusual um, and not consistent with his past behavior that they knew something was wrong. And they said that he knew he was in distress because of these behaviors. And that and they were right because mm. he has all this all these medical issues. All right, Steve, thank you very you much it, for that report. Steve Gregory on the wildlife front with the coyotes and the mountain lions and the Department of Wildlife conducting an online discussion about all that. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. Live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Uh, I'm looking at a picture of one of the people that's in the news big time today. It's Sam Bankman-Fried, the former CEO of FTX, the crypto exchange company, that's in bankruptcy uh, because they lost billions. The picture I'm looking at is from May in the Bahamas, 
He's on stage <laughs> with, with a really bad T-shirt and shorts. It looks like really old sneakers. And look who's next to him. Bill Clinton and Tony Blair. Yeah. Wow, he, this guy really was rubbing elbows with the biggies of the world of politics and celebrity. Because wasn't he? he was giving enormous amounts of money to both parties, as it turns out. He gave a lot of uh, money to Democrats uh, above board uh, and, and then a lot of uh, dark money, they call it, to Republicans. And that's stuff that goes to political action committees. And it's not as well, uh, it's not as well sourced. Uh, and the next picture is he's uh, asleep on like beanbags on the floor with a blanket over him. And you want to hear the caption? Fallen crypto golden boy Sam Bankman Freed, 30, is a vegan gamer who sleeps four hours per night yep. so he can dedicate as much time as possible to work. And you know what he said today uh, in court is that uh, he's, he, he's uh, because he's vegan, he, he doesn't want to go to, uh, he, he wants bail. He doesn't want to go to jail. Because, yeah, he's being uh, kept in a prison that's not known for its uh, yeah. nice accommodations difficult, in the Bahamas. Difficult to be a vegan in prison, apparently. Uh, yes. <laughs> Keep that in mind, uh, Deborah. That's I a reason will. for bail. Yes. You, you stay straight. No crimes here. Here's the headline. bread. Here's the headline. It's in the Daily Mail. Bankman Freed begs Bahamas judge to grant him bail because he's too depressed and vegan for jail. And they've also found that he hid $300 million in a Brazilian company right before filing for bankruptcy. <laughs> the <laughs> Let's go through the official charges because we learned at this time yesterday that he was under arrest in the Bahamas. He was indicted by a federal grand jury in the Southern District of New York. Uh, eight counts, conspiracy to commit wire fraud on customers, wire fraud on customers, wire fraud on lenders, wire fraud on, uh, uh, what is it? Oh, commodities fraud, conspiracy to commit securities fraud, money laundering, and conspiracy to defraud the United States and violate the campaign finance laws. 115 years in prison. Basically, they're looking at this guy as a uh, grifter. Uh, oh. that he basically was running a Ponzi scheme where he would take all this money from the depositors, and he would use it for this terrible company that went belly up, and then also to fund political campaigns and a lavish lifestyle with a big, uh, right. big apartments so and the here's penthouses. So here's the deal. He, he talked woke, right? And he gave a lot of money to the Democrats who have been in charge. And he thought that if he talked woke, he'd end up with uh, a shield of sorts, like a social shield that nobody would think bad of him, and they would give him a break. If, if they uh, heard of any 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 rumors, right? And secondly, he's paying off politicians, figuring that they would look the other way when it came time to investigate, right? They they squash any investigations coming out of the Department of Justice or any congressional hearings. That's what he was paying them for. In addition to uh, having no regulations on the crypto industry. And he figured so. So of course, you know, he was he was he was hosting all these great Democratic leaders because he gave so much money. He was number two on the Democrats' list, second to George Soros. And the, the SEC said that he raised more than one point eight billion dollars from equity investors since he founded FTX in May of 2019 and orchestrated a years-long fraud to conceal diversion of their funds to that company Alameda. 
research. It's a hedge fund. It was started by his former girlfriend, and they went belly up. He, he took, because they took a lot of the money from FTX. Well, you can see it just well, dominoed over. Yeah, that's that's the money laundering. He, he he took the money in deposits from FTX or in invest investments, and then he they moved it over to the other company, and they moved it back and forth. I read uh, last night a piece by a guy who's been very skeptical of the crypto industry, whose opinion was all this crypto stuff is worth absolutely nothing, and he gave an example of how some of these guys are doing it, you know, because there's hundreds of these so-called crypto coins. Hmm. Let's say we had uh, the John and Ken company, right? And we created the John and Ken coin, a cryptocurrency. He says that is nothing more than computer code. He goes, so you create some computer code and you call it a crypto coin. And then I, John, sell it to you. And then you sell it back to me. And then I sell it to you and you sell it back to me. And we always pay an increasing price. Now people who track this stuff are saying, oh, my God, the price of the John and Ken coin is going <laughs> up and up what? and up. Yeah. I want to get in on that. That's right. Or, you know, you sell well, that's it. That's the pyramid scheme. Right. right. Or you sell it to the John and Ken company and the John and Ken company. then sell, And you just you just keep doing it. And suddenly you've created a buzz. And you start going online, and you start pumping it up on Reddit, and you start pumping it up on all the social media chains, and people are going, oh, this is the hot coin. you got to bet on this. you got to bet on it. You're going to make some money. And you will if you're in early enough before uh, the Ponzi scheme runs out of steam. I was say, until the day comes when people start cashing out their coins and everything collapses. Okay, but go back to the beginning. What was it? It was computer code. It wasn't a coin. It wasn't currency. It wasn't anything. It's not even apples or lemons, right? You can take those to the market and trade those. You can't you can't take this this invented computer code fake currency and trade it for anything. At he least was, not for too long. He was supposed to testify before a house committee today. That was the big story the other day until he got arrested yesterday. Forbes has gotten a hold of what he was going to say. And here is the first part of what he was going to say to the house committee. I would like to start by formally stating under oath, I effed up. It's actually in the transcript. Yeah, it's uh, with the word in there. Do you notice people are dropping F-bombs in public now routinely? Yeah, like well. there's no uh, no hesitation anymore. Well, then maybe that'll take away the shock of it eventually. So yeah. Just be another word in the conversation. <laughs> well, it's always been arbitrary. <laughs> Last year, my net worth was valued at $20 billion. Today, it would be wrong to say that I have nothing. I have a loving family, food on my plate. I'm He's lying. Vegan food. He hid the money. He sent $300 million to, to Brazil. Well, I haven't gotten to that part yet. But yeah, but I'm he saying... He is basically saying he did nothing wrong. Um, he's making it sound like this is all just a sad mistake. Well, when you're facing 115 years in prison, what are you going to say? You're, you're going to say, nah, I'm just a bumbling fool. Or for years, he passed himself off as a great crypto genius who could see things nobody else could see. Now it's, boy, I'm a real screw-up, aren't I? Whoa, I'm a sad sack. Yeah, right. The... CEO of FTX now is John Ray III, who's handling this just for the bankruptcy. He did testify today, and he said the top executives, including Sam Bankman-Fried, just gambled with customers' money. They did not protect any of their investments. They were grossly inexperienced. But to me, I think they knew that they were... 
I mean, he was probably thinking, well, I'll just take this money and put it in my hedge fund. And when that's worth many, many more billions, you know, I can just put the money back because then the hedge fund will be able to run itself. It, that's usually how these guys think mm -hmm. that oh, I'll just borrow the money for now and I can replace it later. It's just a small loan and a year or two, I'll put it all back and maybe even more. But then it doesn't if it doesn't go that way, you're screwed. They bought a lot of property. Their, his parents bought property in the Bahamas, expensive property. The whole family was in on it. The, the, the dad was working. The for, Stanford people. Yeah, these two elite, well-respected, longtime Stanford professors, mom and dad. They were in on the whole thing. They, they went on a spending bid in late 2021, FTX did, shelling out roughly $5 billion on an array of businesses and investments that may only be worth a fraction of what was paid for mm. them now. That's why they're so screwed over. Yeah, but he did it on purpose. And 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 didn't didn't care, and probably wasn't paying attention because he was full of his own his own arrogance. Yeah, well, but he's he's a crook, and he's caught, and he's going to go to prison. And I uh, would think so. They're going right. to spend. You know what? This he is like a crypto Bernie Madoff. Yeah. Well, this this new CEO said there's there he's never been in a situation where there was a complete lack of records. There's no records on where the money went. No, that's what he said. They yeah. were, there was near zero record keeping right. from the company. You know, last time I heard that is when they did the audit of the high-speed rail. <laughs> and the auditor said there was, there was very little record keeping and, and, and millions of dollars have disappeared and he doesn't know where. And that story lasted about eight minutes. Yeah, and, I, and nobody I, covered it. I think this guy said a couple of weeks ago that they sometimes signed off with things with emojis. That was basically their approval system. Emojis. They used emojis to uh, approve payments. What or... an awful era. Honestly, this entire era needs to be put in a coffin. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Emojis. Right. We got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Oh, that great news that came out of a laboratory in Livermore, California, is our subject at 405 with Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI about the possibilities of getting clean energy, abundant amounts in the future. It's called fusion. He'll tell us the details, this announcement today made by the Department of Energy and uh, researchers at that laboratory. That comes up right after the news at 4 o'clock. Shut up all these uh, climate change cranks. I'm looking on my screens here at two completely, not completely different, but very different versions of a story we covered last week involving the president of the Claremont Unified Board of Education. His name is Steve Lanusa. He has resigned. He's resigned because parents accused him of having members of a high school choir attend a private Christmas party that included alcohol, shirtless male entertainers, and now this new addition, a dirty Santa. Mm. As in, the Santa I, was unclean in some way? I... I think the idea was that he would make inappropriate comments. Oh. The dirty Santa was kind of like oh. the dirty old oh. man. Oh, not just an unwashed Santa. Not a homeless guy. I no. see. There's a lot of those. Yes. This was a party that was at December 3rd. Students were at the party for about an hour before their performance. And during the time, witnessed the dirty Santa who made inappropriate comments as well as the shirtless male entertainers. One parent told Channel 2 that some of the students were offered an open bar and that Santa at the party, made disgusting comments to our kids. Another right. parent also backed that up. Students were offered alcohol by the guests. All right, so they're trying to get the kids drunk. 
They got a, uh, a Santa Claus there who's uh, speaking a dirty sexual. Well, epithet. now let me throw the dynamite into the room. Why? Lanusa is gay. They were oh. shirtless men. Shirtless men. Yep. Yeah, probably that's a clue. In fact, and Scott Weiner attended. <laughs> it's actually true, at least according to redstate.com. State Senator Scott Weiner is apparently. I, I don't right. think generally straight guys hire shirtless men to entertain at their Christmas parties. I, I can't think of one that I've attended. Uh, if you're having a Christmas party with friends and couples over, you don't bring in any shirtless people, men or women, I don't think. I. I mean, apparently he's been known for this, especially for of the, having these kind of rowdy parties. Uh, but uh, especially, so, especially when children are coming, high school kids, I guess. Yeah, because the other story I'm reading about is, you know, this. Uh, well, people are outraged because this looks like some form of grooming. That's the big word now that the right uses to trying to accuse gay people well, of trying to groom underage. It, well, all, well, you've got shirtless men, you've got uh, booze being fed to high school kids. Uh, you got an authority figure like a school board president orchestrating. I mean, it, it's hard not to see what uh, you think a grooming Why situation. Would you even I, have your parties, but don't bring in high school choir members. What well, is wrong with you? Unless that's what he's into. It was that the idea though that they were going to come and sing. They were part of the entertainment because they were the choir members. They would sing the, the holiday well, if, songs. If, if but then it got out of control because everybody have, was drunk. If you have shirtless guys. And you're you're trying to get high school kids drunk. What do you think the intent is? I mean, take it to the next step. Why would you do that? You create a sexual atmosphere. Santa's talking dirty. You have these hot looking men without their shirts. You got these uh, high school kids who are are uh, in a subservient position, and you're feeding them alcohol. What is? Where are you going with this? What is it you want at the end of the night? Uh yeah, some of the parents I mean, are I know, really, I, I mean, he's resigned. He's gone. Oh, the he parents, just got reelected. Now he's out. Parents should be furious, and they have every right to suspect the worst. Every, it also does not look like any school board members or any Claremont school personnel attended this party. Uh-huh. It was a party of the choir members, and I don't know, some friends of Lanusa's and uh, oh. the Dirty Santa and the shirtless oh, Santa. So, oh, so there were there were no parents there? There weren't other board members there? No, it says here, doesn't appear oh, that board members attended. Man, I thought this was a party for all, you know, for... Yeah, for the school personnel. School personnel, right. Oh, no, so it's, that's what I'm reading here. So it does not appear that they attended. Anybody, oh, okay. no teachers and no other well, administrators and no school board members. Well, there's a there's a new light on it. Let's see. All right. So now you have no parents. You have no other school uh, teachers or administrators. You just have him and his uh, half naked men and mm. the the Santa talking dirty and a lot of booze and high school kids, high school kids in a choir. Mm-hmm. I mean, there could have been quote parents there but they were not school teachers or uh-huh. administrators or school board right. members maybe he's got just friends that enjoy these parties sure and they were, there yeah. were some adults there so again you're getting the kids drunk and you create a sexualized atmosphere you got the booze hmm. uh, what, what, do you, what do you think the goal line is and scott wiener's there here's what one parent said the kids believe they were going there for a short performance to help raise money for their program yeah. Instead, they were made to wait for well over an hour and mingle with drunk adults hitting right. on them okay. while offering alcohol numerous oh. times. And the kids are misled. And they're doing a hard sell on the alcohol. You don't no. do that just for fun. 
You know that's really risky, What's but there might be a payoff at the end. What could the payoff be? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Just, you know, laying out the dots. You can uh, draw your own conclusions. All right. When we return, we'll be talking to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, about this big announcement today out of a laboratory up in Livermore, California, that's the East Bay area, about a breakthrough when it comes to fusion research. And while that sounds kind of bizarre and much from the physics world, it's important because it could be a game changer in the world of energy sources. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.